This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hello, my name is Joe Breeden. I'm speaking to you today on behalf of RMA Journal. I'll be talking about an article that came out recently in the April 2017 issue, One Model to Rule Them All. This is a somewhat tongue-in-cheek title. Uh, What we're talking about is model convergence. And the topic came up because my clients said they were scared with the new uh, loan loss accounting rules coming out called CECL, Current Expected Credit Loss. And the comment was basically, please help us not create yet another model. How can we leverage models we've already built for other regulations rather than start over again from scratch? And in fact, this has become a common theme in the industry. How can the different types of models that may in fact already be there either converge or be modified uh, so that they can adapt to fill many different needs? The specific regulations we're talking about are related to loan loss uh, estimation. So the Basel II estimates that were used for uh, capital reserves, the uh, CCAR and DFAST uh, programs in the U.S. for stress testing, and the new accounting rules, IFRS 9 internationally and CECL domestically, on how to do uh, the allowance for loan and lease losses. So just going through in quick summary on these, um, the Basel models um, have been around for quite some time. Uh, Only the larger institutions have to comply with Basel. Uh, The idea for Basel was to do a uh, a regulatory capital calculation for a 12-month horizon, and therefore the heart of Basel is to do a forward-looking 12-month probability of default, exposure at default, loss given default type of model. Now, many organizations built those, and the primary way that they built uh, Basel II PD models was basically some form of grade migration or logistic regression, but, but, but essentially a, a single step forecast. Uh, most organizations don't worry about monthly. It's through the cycle. There are no scenarios to worry about, that kind of thing. It's basically a score. Now, the next regulations that came out, CCAR for the largest U.S. institutions and DFAST for the next tier of institutions, um, these are stress testing uh, programs where the goal was to predict 27 months forward under severe, adverse, and base economic scenarios. So this was a dramatic change from Basel. These are not scores. This is something where most implementations look at this as a monthly forecasting exercise or a quarterly forecasting exercise. And each time period you need to predict what will my... uh, uh, losses be, and, and usually this is broken down as what's my probability of uh, default, probability of attrition, exposure at default, loss given default, or perhaps it's a state transition model or some other structure, but the goal being to get to a final monthly loss forecast given an economic scenario for this 27-month horizon. So Although there may be elements of the data or certain aspects that could be borrowed from a Basel II model, really CCAR and DFAST are quite different. Now, the newer accounting regulations that have come out 
IFRS 9 internationally and CECL domestically. These are in response to recent uh, economic crises, the, the U.S. mortgage crisis and the global financial crisis. The goal was to move away from just a 12-month moving average loss reserve and actually do something forward-looking. So IFRS 9 is the most complex of all the model types we're looking at here. It has three different stages, a stage one for accounts that are more or less in good standing, performing more or less as expected, and for those you have a 12-month forward-looking loss expectation given economic scenarios. Then you have a stage two, which is accounts that are no longer performing as expected, and for the first time we're required to do a lifetime loss forecast. And as soon as you start talking about lifetime losses, you need to have a truly competing risk approach where you're considering the risk of charge-off and the risk of payoff or attrition because we need to figure out what is the lifetime of this loan. A five-year loan on average is not going to last five years and um, more complex for credit cards and other line of credit products you need to figure out what that life of loan is. Now Cecil is was developed concurrently with IFRS 9 but then diverged because of unique aspects of the US market namely that we have 6,000 community banks and 6,000 credit unions who would never have been able to comply with IFRS 9 so they adopted a single rule which happened to be the lifetime forecast so you uh, the larger organizations are looking at the Cecil rules and saying I can get to a lifetime forecast if I use my CCAR model, make the monthly forecast, but do it for the whole life of the loan out to when the balance hits zero or the loss risk hits zero or the end of term occurs. So all these things are there. Now, that won't work for all CCAR models, um, but it's a possibility. And so when we talk about model convergence, what we're really talking about is how to identify commonalities among these so that you could have one underlying model framework and create the differences between them based on scenarios. So the time horizon could just be how long I want to run my forecast. In fact, even though many Basel II models were built more like scores, I could go the other way. I could start with a CCAR or a CECL model and go backwards and predict just the first 12 months and aggregated up. Um, so these things could all be done with a single model if the time horizon is right, if there's adaptation for whether you need to use specific economic scenarios, a severe scenario under CCAR, a base scenario under CECL, a through-the-cycle scenario under Basel II. For new originations, we get different answers. Basel II is existing book only, CECL is existing book only, but CCAR and DFAST, um, also you need to consider what might happen in new originations. And the most complex aspect is new balances. This is where we get quite a divergence among all of these. Um, CCAR and DFAST both have to project uh, new line utilization, new purchases. IFRS 9 is mostly like that. It also wants to consider continuation of current business practices. But CECL has language that implies that you don't have to consider future purchases, although this is a matter of interpretation that's not yet resolved.
So the point of the article is to compare and contrast these things, consider the differences, and we invite you to uh, look in greater depth in the article or contact us if you'd like to discuss more directly. My name again is Joe Breeden. I'm CEO of Prescient Models, and you can reach me at 505-670-7670 or breeden at prescientmodels.com. Thank you.